All right, and we're here again. Here we are. Another episode. So, uh, what's this, episode five, technically? Episode, f- yeah, if we're counting the Broussard. Yeah, episode yeah, five. We'll count Broussard. Time, is, time has flown. It really has. Uh, I feel like just yesterday, like, we, we released the Todd Gurley episode. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been really, been fun, for, you know, to say the least. It's been good. And the last one was definitely, definitely the biggest one so far. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think... Don is a, a great dude who has a good story, but the reason why he's, you know, that interview was just good for us and just listeners just because how humble he is. And, you know, even though he's gotten to be, you know, as big as he is, he's still the the humble, um, caring, genuine person um, that he's always been. I think that's very special. Um, you know, when you find success, you don't change. So I think, you know, that was really great um you know for the you know, listeners to hear yeah he's a special dude man he uh he really is we've been uh we've been cranking him out though i feel like we, we've been doing so many that no that they haven't even heard yet yeah no at this rate we're not gonna have to record again until next season exactly i think we got like what seven or eight eight i think that's in the, the maybe tank. more yeah so i mean we're we got some good episodes um some that we're excited for the um for you guys the listeners to hear and hear the story of you know the different guests and obviously a lot of them have been athletes um and you know today's not an athlete so that's i'm, I'm happy about that yeah. um who's on your new orleans list once you get down there um i'd love to try to get drew Brees. drew Brees, that would be amazing Kamara. um yeah alvin Kamara, michael thomas um those are the three main guys might as get todd todd in here today the ceo of Raising Canes. That would be cool. Um, oh, we should do a live podcast recording in, in Raising Canes and sell tickets. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be really cool. Todd, if you're listening, holler at me. Um, but no, I, I guess those are probably like my, my main four I want to do when I get down to New Orleans, which will, well, I'm going down there this weekend. Um, so it'll be fast. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, this trade was finally official, um, I guess, a couple of days ago. So now, you know, I'm kind of happy about that just because there's no more gray area now. You yeah, know, before you're a it was, Yeah, before it was like, you know, I'm, I'm a Laker, but like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be working out at the facility, but I'm not a Pelican, so I can't go down there yet to work out down there. So it was like a, just a three-week gray area, which I think the NBA, you know, should look at changing, you know, some of those rules, but... So you're officially a beignet boy now. Yeah, yeah, officially a beignet boy. Um, so it'd be uh, it'd be good. I'm not sure. I, I, I like the saying, but we're gonna have to work on. Someone has that trademark. We're gonna have to work on oh, work on that. We're in contact. Yeah, we're in contact. But you we know. got some stuff in the works. Yeah. Um, you got your press conference, right? Yeah, press conference. It's actually Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Tuesday this yeah. So it's 16. 16. So that that's gonna be fun. Um, I'm just really just looking forward to getting down there. Um, you know, I met most of the guys, just meeting the rest of the the staff there and the crew there. Um, to finally figure out a, a finding a spot to stay so I can finally get off of Zillow and a Realtor, um, and Trulia, which I'm on probably four times a day, thinking something <laughs> new is gonna pop up. So. I'm just I'm just excited just in a whole just to kind of finally get down there and just kind of really just start, you know, growing there. Yeah, and you so, got number three, right? Yeah, I got number three. That was the first thing I did. <laughs> All that stuff happened. I text Griff, text Lang. I was just like, yo, 
I need number three. Number three needs to be Jay Hart's. Yeah. So I got that. So I'm happy about it. So anyone that want to know what number I'm gonna wear is definitely gonna be Trey. You know. Yeah. It could be cool. Uh, tell tell the listeners why, because you you've worn the number three all the way back since high school, college. Mm-hmm. Rookie year on the Lakers, you had to wear number five because who someone at three? Yeah, Crew Brewer had yeah, three. Brewer at three. Yeah. Then you so you switch back at three as soon as you could. But why? Why mm-hmm. do you wear number three? Um, just a it's a three main reasons. <laughs> it's funny, three main reasons why I wear number three. Um, you know, g- growing up, just my faith. You know, growing up in a church. Um, so the, f- the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So that that's one reason. Um, I'm the third child, so that's another reason. And then. D Wade was my favorite player growing up, and wore number, and he and he won number three, obviously. So, is the, he the father, the son, or the Holy Spirit? Um, or all three? <laughs> I won't even put him in that category. <laughs> He's the, ne- the the next tier from that. Um, but those are like the main reasons why I wore um, number three and why it means so much to me. I, I've worn it, you know, now. So you know, obviously my rookie year wasn't able to, but um, for the most part, I wore it, you know the last seven eight years and you know hopefully that can continue um hopefully i don't have to do any more jerseys changes um because i won't really be too happy about it but yeah. i mean i'm happy That's you were great. um you're down in vegas you got some early mm-hmm. impressions of the squad you got to see zion jackson hayes mm-hmm. Nikhil, dd all them play you met the front office yeah well, met your, I mean, you had met AG before, mm-hmm. but you, you really talked to him and you yeah. got to see the offense. And I know you left really excited about mm-hmm. just kind of how they play and how you can see yeah. yourself fitting in. So what were, what were the overall impressions on, on your experience with the Pelicans? Um, It was great. Like I said, to really get there and meet those guys um, and talk to them really you know, for the first time, some of them for the first time um in depth sense of trade so it was good just kind of see how the offense is you know obviously it's a up-tempo offense but just kind of being able to go create and play off concepts and play off reads you know a lot of times in the NBA you have the greatest mind basketball minds uh in the world so it's you can make plays but a lot of times you know 15 games into the season, guys, you know, other teams scout those plays and those plays don't really work. So after that, you know, it's really about playing on concepts and being to have playmakers and playing off reads. So I think that's something that New Orleans is going to allow us to do, which I think is great for everyone because everyone shares the ball. Everyone has, you know, the ability and the opportunity to attack, to, um, to create. And when you have that kind of offense it makes guys happy and you know you you get on the court and you get the opportunity and that's the biggest thing sometimes when you're just standing there um waiting for the ball to come or you know hoping the ball comes you know it throws you off the rhythm especially as shooters or you know um playmakers off the catch you know it kind of throws your rhythm off you can't really get into the flow of the game so uh, having a, a style where you're moving the ball, everyone gets touches, everyone gets the opportunity to shine. Um, it breeds a, a great culture and it breeds happiness. And when you're happy as a player, you know, you, you play better. You're able to yeah. do more things. So it's I'm excited. Um, and the young guys looked great. Nikhil looked, um, looked good. Jackson obviously had the the ESPN highlight dunk um, off Nikhil's great pass. That was actually a really good pass by him, if you guys haven't seen that. Yeah, the pass was um, amazing. pass was great. And then Zion is Zion, – I, I don't know if I've ever seen someone get big-boyed 
Well, he did to Kevin Knox, man. You had to just get the babies out the street. That, Ewan's that's all those, it is. That, Ewan's reaction to that was great. He made him look like a toddler. I don't know if I ever, like I said, I don't know if I ever seen a grown man, big boy, someone like that before <laughs> in my life. It was, I, it was crazy. And it was just, if he didn't fall, it would it would have been okay. Yeah. But it was just the fact that he fell and like looked up, like wanted to foul. And it was just like, he's got to hurry up, get up and hustle back on offense, bro. It didn't, it didn't matter what happened after that. It was just like, oh, this, this is the play we're going to talk about. It's all good. Yeah, happens. exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it happens to everybody. And he's a young player. So it, it, hopefully, you know, people will forget that soon. But he was definitely on that part of the highlight. Yeah. And so, uh, the earthquake, it was an earthquake during that game. That was crazy. That game too. And I got the hell up out of there. And you were wearing your uh, the merch. Yeah, I had the lighthearted t-shirts, which will... Um, be available soon. Had a bunch yeah. of people actually. We posted that picture on the Instagram, and mm-hmm. it was of you wearing the merch, and it was it's our most liked uh, really? photo on the lighthearted podcast uh, Instagram. Everyone, everyone would be like, "Yo, can we get some merch? Can we do? This? Can we do this?" I'm sitting there like, "This is one one right Talk now." Talk about how how that happened too. Yeah, like we so obviously you know me and you talked that day, and you said, it, and I was like, "Yo, that could be dope." Because we weren't we weren't sure if you were even going to go to the game because you weren't technically yeah, a Pelican yet. Technically it, was a Pelican, the, it was the day so. before the, the the trade was official, yeah, so we were um, like, "Are you going to go? Are you going to be on the mm-hmm. floor?" So finally figured it out. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to go." And then you ordered the shirts. Then you ordered them the XL. So I'm like, "Oh, these are kind of big, bro. Like they they run mad like mad long." And then because we're like, yo, if you're going to if you're going to be sitting courtside, it's going to be the first time that, that mm-hmm. after the trade that you guys are watching the rookies yeah. play, the cameras are going to be on you. Might as well get some lighthearted branding. Yeah, exactly. And then um, did that. And then I'm at the nail shop with my girlfriend, Shannon. She's getting SB ready, um, getting her nails done. So, you know, I went and got a little pedicure, too. So <laughs> a little manicure, you know. Yeah, uh, got me feeling got nice. Yeah, I got both. Wow. You know, so I was feeling nice, and then he was like, "Yo, let's tr- let's try to get this um, t-shirt out." And then it was it was like an hour before the game. So then, you know, we're in the Uber back. So I had the Uber. Obviously, you're seeing where we are getting to the hotel, but then you had the shirts in an Uber. So we're literally right next to it. Like I didn't tell you that because you called me. You were like, "Yo, it's, it's there." But like I didn't pick up your phone yeah. call. Cause I'm literally right next to the Uber because like we're at the light right before we make a left into the Aria driveway, and I'm literally looking. I looked at the license plate. I'm like, oh, that's it. Like, I could have literally like rolled my window down, knocked on the window, and just told him to give me the shirts. But um, so we got that literally 15, yeah. 20 minutes before I head into the game. So it worked out perfectly. I, I found a, a T-shirt, a print-on-demand shop in Vegas that said that they can turn around a custom lighthearted t-shirt in like a couple hours. And for, for anyone who's ever tried to get custom tees made, even getting it like inside of 24 hours can be yeah. a challenge. So I like did it that in the morning. The game was at what, 6.30? Mm-hmm. I did it like 9 a.m. I was hyped. I was like, we're going to get this. I, f- I should have known, but Josh likes his shirts a little a little on the tighter side. So I, <laughs> really I ordered an X- XL. I ordered an XL. It was too big. And then like an hour before the game, you hit me and you're like, ah, I can't wear it. It's too big. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let's give it one last shot. So I yeah. called the store. The printer was open. They did the shirts. I have an Uber driver go pick them up from the store, mm-hmm. drive the Uber to your hotel. You get it. 10 minutes to spare. Rock it. Wear it at the game. Yeah. It worked out very perfect. I think we might have to drop some though. I think people no, are definitely. people have been we're, asking. We're definitely going to get some shirts out. Um, you know, we'll probably try to get like shirts, hoodies, Maybe some hats, 
Um, I don't know. Maybe some other stuff. I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll see. It, I'm not sure if I'm like all for like lighthearted socks and all that. I don't know about that. But we'll definitely get like some t-shirts, some long sleeves, some hoodies. Yeah. The essentials. It, yeah. The essentials. Um, nice traveling. Travel something kit. else that a lot of the people have been asking on like Instagram and Twitter is they're like, yo, you should start doing some fan questions. So, you know, we'd love to be able to submit questions and then have you guys answer them. So I think, we, I think that's something we should start doing maybe on the next episode if you guys mm-hmm. want to either comment on on instagram or, or tweet us uh, any questions you have mm-hmm. and we'll take this this first part of the show to answer answer any of them yeah i think that's i mean that, that'll be fun to do i think we should do it because i think when we first recorded the intro and if you guys listen to the intro we're sitting there saying like oh we want this to be interactive we want to you know we want you guys to um grow with us as we grow the lighthearted podcast and et cetera, et cetera. and I don't want to say we haven't done that, but you know, we've had, you know, had some great guests, but it hasn't really been as interactive. So I think yeah. that could be uh, really fun for, for us um, to make sure we are interactive with our fans and the people who were there at the beginning. And it, it'd be really cool. Um, so definitely guys um, tweet at us, um, tweet at the lighthearted podcast on Twitter, um, the light, you know, comment on the, the lighthearted pod, on on instagram dm questions you know it can be you know just whatever you can do to just get some questions out to us and we'll definitely take the beginning of this part um right before we get into the full interview session to answer those questions to kind of give you guys a little bit more in-depth look at us and you know like i said to keep you guys involved in because at the end of the day we we like doing this we like doing the podcast but we also want to interact with you guys more i think that's the most important thing yeah um, I want to get into our guest for today, but before we do that, um, I don't want to jinx it. Do you want to tease the next episode? It's been scheduled, but as we as we know, that doesn't really mean shit until the mics are are on and the interview is happening. But do we want to do we want to tease it at all? Um, yeah, I mean, yes, we can. You know, we have. Um, it's a big one. Know, it's scheduled, tentatively scheduled for for this. End of this week, and um, our press conference is Tuesday the 16th. So, this episode will come out Wednesday the 17th. And, you know, it will definitely have. Um, Let's just say, if you thought that earthquake was big, no, I'm just kidding. Nah, nah, I wasn't was say that. But um, that podcast may or may not have one or two of the guys that I'm going to be um, on that table with i guess on that podium yep. with the, during that introductory press conference so that's all we'll say for now yeah could be one could be both could be nobody could just be me who, who yeah. knows stay tuned so yeah definitely stay tuned so i guess getting into our guest will be fun you know someone who's not in the athletic world yeah. but they're not an athlete she's carving her own lane, yeah, for carving sure. her own and lane. that's a she you heard yeah, that right you know our first female on the podcast that's Good for us, you know, many get some more, diversity. Yeah, definitely definitely have some we have some recorded, but um our first female on the podcast. So it'll be cool and someone who's like you said, really created her own lane and find a lot of success in what she does. So I guess we'll kinda get into episode number five. Yeah. Cassie Athena. It's Cassie Athena, the amazing, amazing photographer who has in even more amazing story just with being a brain tumor survivor survivor. she's carving out her own lane i think there's 
in the time we live in right now with social media, there's, you know, if you have content you want to put out or if you have an idea, there's really, you know, there's no excuse to not to just do it. And she's someone who's doing that. And um, she's she's building an incredible career for herself mm-hmm. off the backs of social media, off the backs of, uh, you know, her ability to create amazing relationships and earn the trust of, of so many guys in the mm-hmm. league. And uh, she really, you know, is documenting some of the the players that we all love um, in a way that that no other photographer is. I mean, she'll be in rooms that you'll you'll wonder how she got in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess without further ado, here's episode five. Cassie Athena. Welcome everybody to the Lighthearted Podcast. I'm Josh Hart. This is my brother Matt Hillman. What's up? And today we got Cassie Athena. Um, What's up, Cass? Yeah, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Nah, thanks for coming. Um, If you guys don't know Cassie, Cassie's one of the dope photographers. uh, I don't even want to just say in the NBA, but just you know, in general, Uh, you know, that's someone who I first started seeing early in the lockout. Uh, Then you see at all the UCLA runs. You see you all over the place so we're going to talk a little bit more about that um she's your favorite nba player's favorite photographer that's, that's what i hear that is a fact so <laughs> that's what they say <laughs> but this is something that we do on every episode of lighthearted podcast so we're going to sit here have a nice lighthearted conversation and open a bottle of wine unwind and just you know have some fun so today what we're going to we have, got today we're going to have some good stags leap the investor so nice um i had this a couple of times so we're just gonna you know have some fun with it Doing what good. region good, what region oh the napa region napa region you know i'm a big big u.s napa guy okay so now it's putting my wine it's putting my wine opening to the test you know i'm a little that's a lot of pressure yeah, right? yeah. Lot of pressure. You do on camera before <laughs> yeah live on camera i'm over here slipping up everything but you know we're gonna make it work Shit, look at this you, you just, did that real fast though yeah, I, 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 I ain't gonna say i'm a, <laughs> you just got I, back from napa yeah if i say i'm a pro then i sound like a, like i'm an alcoholic <laughs> but uh you know I, i've opened a good amount of wine <laughs> in my uh what eight nine month wine career shout out <laughs> shout out to uh my pops who put me on to that and then uh brian arondo kind of elevated my uh my wine palette i guess so to say so um but no but let's kind of talk about you talk about kind of how you got to be who you are like what did you what did really interest you first growing up like you know a lot of times you you don't grow up thinking like oh i want to be a photographer especially you have a career that like it's hard to plan for yeah yeah i basically created my own job yeah (laughs) cheers yeah cheers in serbian it's jivali what is it jivali jivali yeah how do you how do you spell that you don't, they it's don't like, use different like, like, nah, nah, it's nah, like nah. D with an accent mark E. Okay. Yeah, it's a little complicated, but yeah. So let's, let's talk more about you. Like, you know, before we, obviously you became who you are, before you became Cassie Athena, obviously, well, like I said, one of the, you know, best photographers we have in the industry. You know, what did you kind of do growing up? Like, what did you really want to be, you know, growing up? Because you're not, right. you know, I don't want to say no one really grows up thinking I'm going to be a photographer, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, not that's really. not a, you know, a, um, Something that you you hear every day. Mm-hmm. And where and where'd you grow up? So I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. So this is my hometown. And 
I just like my whole life, my dad would always take pictures of moments. Like he was kind of into photography, but just more of like a hobby kind of thing. And so me and my brother growing up, my mom and dad would always just capture moments. So I always associated taking pictures with capturing moments and memories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So as I got older, I would just use whatever camera my dad kind of had laying around for fun to capture like my friends, family, you know, nothing crazy, but I always played volleyball and basketball and I was more into sports, but I didn't want to be an athlete. And then I kind of fell into animation. So I went to, I actually went to college and I studied animation and I love cartoons and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but while I was going to college, I would also take pictures and video of like the guys basketball team, mm -hmm. the girls, like just different sports, but I was capturing more just moments. And that's like before social media was really a thing. This was like, like oh six oh seven like YouTube was barely yeah. a thing and, and you were like fully self taught at that point so no yeah class, no photography class or anything like that nothing I mean yeah. there was no YouTube tutorials yeah. back then it was just like you know figure it out yeah learn from experience yeah and people really like loved the stuff I was shooting so I worked actually as a cashier at a sporting goods store and saved up money and bought my first like somewhat professional camera mm -hmm. and then. Um, like a couple years later, I graduated from college and then the lockout happened yeah. and somebody was like, Hey, like there's this league in South Central, you should go and take pictures. And I was kind of like, I don't even have a good camera, but I heard there's <laughs> NBA players and I'm like, mm. I was a big fan of the NBA, like super big fan. So I went down there to the Drew League and I started taking pictures and they were like, you should be our photographer. And that's kind of where I started like for the first time, Hey, maybe I could, you know, take this more serious. Yeah. But I didn't, I couldn't afford good equipment. So I just kept going and just capturing moments. So it really wasn't like the technically best photos, but mm -hmm. the people loved the like emotion of it. So, and I was the only person shooting during the lockout because yeah. most people, most photographers only show up if they get paid. Yeah, Nobody's right, yeah. paying you to go shoot. Nobody's just doing a it for fun. Yeah. yeah. So, and it wasn't really a lifestyle thing. There was no Instagram during the lockout. It was just Twitter and Facebook and so that's kind of like how I I got to that point where I started. So obviously you loved photography, but would you say at, at that point did you love like did you want to be an entrepreneur? Because at this point, like you're your own boss right now. Was right. was that? I know you said you worked for someone else after school. Was that like did you always have that vision for yourself, or was it just you loved the photography and you were gonna figure it? Figure it was it out? just honestly a hobby, and I wasn't making money off of it. Yeah. So I actually was interning at like a visual effects studio. I wanted to be a producer and work on TV shows and movies. So I was doing that hmm. and I would work 15, 20 hours a day, get off work and go straight to like a local basketball game and take pictures. So it was like getting to the point where like my passion was like outweighing the stuff that I like went to school for yeah. and learned how to do. And then like a year or two in, I was like, maybe I should try to like do this for real. Yeah. My job ended up letting me go. Mainly, they said I talked about basketball too much. <laughs> I was a distraction. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I just took it as a sign of like, hey, let me just try to do this like for real. Yeah. So I feel like that happens a lot. You know, you 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 kind of always find out, you know, what you your your path, and always is kind of different ways. Like yeah. you said, like you did that. I kind of feel like that's what kind of what you did too. Yeah. Like growing, you know, we I mean we grew up together. We all both of us wanted to be Hoopers, and yeah. then we kind of switched it up, and then. Um, you graduated and came out here, and it's kind of found your way. And yeah. I think that's something that's really dope. And I feel like it's something that isn't um the norm really, mm -hmm. because a lot of times you see kids or you see you know adults that just kind of feel like they got to do what they studied or they got to yeah. like kind of follow that that path. Like, oh, good job, or oh, good college, my fault, good education, go to good job, provide a family, and that's what it is. But I right. feel like a lot of times 
people don't really try to follow that passion just because I guess maybe it's because it's a risk. Yeah. I guess I don't want to, you know, put words in people's mouth, but I think it's really dope that you kind of Crazy. found your own way and kind of found like, yo, this is my passion. This is what I really wanted to do and made a name for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's just hard, especially, you know, in, you know, your industry where you have, you know, I, I see it all the time. Every game, you look down on the, the sideline and it's, it's you know, yeah, it, 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 there's, you know, just 10, 11, 12 different, you know, photographers and yeah. and for you to make a name for yourself i think kind of talks about your passion and your um love for just photography yeah i think yeah. that's why so many nba players so many of my colleagues so many of my friends you know love you and love who you are just because that's something that you're really passionate about right. and just kind of made your own made your own lane really yeah i think it's cool because you didn't just invent a career for yourself you invented like a career for a lot of people mm -hmm. like i feel like yeah. before you it was really just the only sports photographers you would see would be the ones on the sidelines capturing the games but you like expanded a whole different side of it where like you're capturing them you know at their birthday parties and in helicopters with their families and like <laughs> yeah. um just a whole you know you're showing the world like a whole different side to these guys it's like lifestyle photography almost. yeah and honestly because at the time there really was no lifestyle photography i mean i was shooting sneakers mm -hmm. at the drew league before there was all these kick pages and all that stuff yeah. like not trying to say i started it yeah. but i definitely <laughs> yeah that's the i, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to say things. i did it but i, I did it <laughs> but it was just really kind of cool because like you said it is a, it is a really big risk like my parents were even like you need to get a real job like what mm -hmm. are you doing and and it's and it's hard too. a lot of people go to college they rack up debt and you really have to go get a job that pays right away and yeah. luckily i had kind of like maneuvered through colleges where when i graduated i had no debt so i was able to like really take big risks like this mm -hmm. where i wasn't getting paid for years just building relationships to the point now where it's like my full-time job but and our generation, like, we have to be entrepreneurs, even basketball players. Like, you're your own brand now. Like, you can build so much more than just playing basketball. And, you know, that's how everybody kind of operates nowadays. So yeah. it's, it's kind of cool that we have those opportunities. Yeah. You mentioned your family. What what was there? I know you said your dad took a lot of pictures growing up. So obviously he had a love for photography. But when you really kind of went at this full time was, I know you mentioned that kind of said get a real job. But what was that like? Did they support it? Did they get it? Obviously they get it now. You're introducing yeah. them to, like, NBA players. <laughs> All the time. Like the biggest ones. Um, it was definitely difficult because they just come from... My mom comes from Serbia. So, like, she's seen all kinds of different things my dad like both of them had to like really support each other at young ages and the way you do it is get a consistent job and this and that you're raising a family but when I was trying to do this they were like you're not making money you're stressed out all the time you're you know it looks like you get stuck for a while yeah. and so it, it definitely was like a few years of that where we kind of went back and forth and I just kept saying like just hold on like I believe in this and I think they just didn't understand it because social media Nobody really understands it. Like now people are starting to get it. But at first it was just so foreign that you could actually make money off of yeah. this. And so um, after my parents started to see like the people I was working with and like the moments I was capturing and, and seeing like a lot more stuff happen. And they saw how excited I would get like just from, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I got to shoot this moment. Or, and they kind of just like, okay, like we'll we'll support it. But they were kind of like halfway like supporting. And now it's to the point where like they can't even like believe half yeah. the stuff I've done. You yeah. know, I, I just send them stuff. It's like normal, you know, like I'll go on the jump and I'm like doing all this stuff on TV. And they're like, wow, like their their coworkers are like, oh, my God, your daughter's Cassie Athena. Like <laughs> I follow her and they're like, yeah. this kind of crazy. But now they think it's cool. But that's a big part of, of the risk is like high risk, high reward. So, yeah.
Was there one moment where the, your parents were like, okay, I get it? Um, <laughs> I feel like... I feel like when I really started shooting Steph Curry a lot more, yeah. and I did like a whole all star thing in yeah, Toronto. Yeah, you're gonna have to talk about that because what was it? I I I remember hearing this story, and you were like, I don't know, somehow you got ended up in a helicopter with a blizzard, and it was just yeah. like you got you got to tell us that whole man that whole story. So it was like, yeah, it was in Toronto. You were just like, oh yeah, I did this thing with Steph Curry, and <laughs> nah, you got to explain that whole. That's thing. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's how like crazy my life is. I just talking like this is normal. Um. So, like, it was All-Star Weekend in Toronto. It was, like, negative 10. And I was shooting for Under Armour, and they had me shoot Steph. And at one point, he had a mall appearance. And they're like, we're going to take a helicopter because the traffic is too crazy. So, just, so it was, like, me, Aisha, Steph, and, like, two people. And, like, we got in the helicopter, and we got up, and it was a blizzard. Like, it started <laughs> snowing, like, the helicopter. I, would I was not. like, if there's that a is, way to die, I guess this is the way to go it. out. Like, this is kind of epic. That's the last place I'd want to be in a blizzard. It was, like, pretty scary and it, the whole ride was like 10 minutes but it got a little and so then when we landed like we got out and it was just like wind and snow and mm. i'm from la i'm not used to shooting yeah, yeah, in you're snow. Not used to that. and i was like steph just stand there and he just kind of looked at me and it's just like wind like wind and snow and blizzard and i was like this is kind of crazy so stuff like that is like when i think about it now i'm like wow this is like a really like crazy thing that yeah. happened but yeah, I think after that, like my parents are kind of like, "Wow, this is kind of wild." Like you're really, and I introduced my dad to Steph Curry one time, and I think he was like, "Wow!" Like yeah, he, was he was like, "Oh wow!" This yeah, is, he was this like, is "This Steph is Curry. like really okay." Cassie's like really serious. So. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, I want to take it back a little bit because I know we kind of started with the Drew League, mm -hmm. but I know like prior to that, you know, we did some research, and I know you, you had you know some experiences that really kind of even you know before that shaped who you are today. Right. Um, and you talked about your experience at college uh, at Northridge. Mm -hmm. um you played you played basketball and volleyball there or was that at junior college okay, cool. and then when Got i it. went there i was like i don't want to yeah. play <laughs> it um, wasn't that serious but i mean talk a little bit about kind of what happened there and, and how it turned you into cassie athena for honestly. sure yeah i mean when i was i was a junior in college and i was going to school like i said for art and um there was like one day where i had a horrible headache and it was during midterms and i was kind of like I don't know, it's just from midterms and my, my classmates were like, you should go to this campus doctor. So I went down there and the nurse was like, oh, you're fine, it's just a headache. And then the doctor came in, he was like, you're fine, but it could also be a brain tumor. So you might wanna go to the emergency room. And I was like, what? That's a, that's a hell of a thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it went on. from like what? a headache to, so I'm like, I'm like 21 years old at the time. Like, okay, so my dad takes me to the emergency room. Everyone thinks I'm like over-exaggerating. We get there, they're like, oh, a college student with a headache, you know? Like, like, everyone's giving me a hard time. Yeah. The doctor comes in, and he was like, yeah, you have a brain tumor. And you did, like, a, a CT scan? Yeah, they wow. did the CT scan. And when they first came back, they were, like, not 100% sure exactly mm -hmm. what it was. So they kept me a few days to, like, run more tests. And right away, they knew it was that it was benign. They're like, it's not cancerous, but it's in the balance part of your brain. So they're like, we don't know how you could walk or do anything right now. Because wow. it was, like, really big. And... They didn't know how long it's been there. They're like, we need to operate. And it was February. And I was just thinking, I don't want to have to like do another year of college. Yeah. Like that's all I'm thinking, <laughs> that's about. You're thinking about. Yeah, my mom's over yeah. there crying because I have a brain tumor. I'm like, can we just plan the surgery for summer? You know? So you finished you finished it out? Yeah, I finished out my junior Dang. year. And then um I scheduled the surgery on July 9th. And they had to like shave the 
they shaved my head, like pretty much the whole backside of my head. And, you know, they the operation, like once they got in there, they realized it was a lot bigger and there was a long surgery. And then because I had no symptoms beforehand, now you just mess with that whole part of my brain. Yeah. So once the recovery, like I couldn't walk, I mm -hmm. couldn't, my back, it felt like you spin in a circle and try to walk for like three months straight. So it was like, I went back to school in the fall, but it was like really hard. My whole senior year was like catching up on work. Um, yeah, and then after that, I was like, even to this day, like when I get stressed out, I think like I could have been dead these past yeah. years. Like it was such a big operation, a big recovery and like going through a brain tumor is like not easy at any age, yeah, but let yeah. alone like for somebody so young. And so after that, I kind of reanalyzed my whole life and I was like, God definitely has me here for a reason. And I kind of just started looking at life different. It wasn't mm -hmm. so much about going through the motions. It was about figuring out like why I survived that and why I'm alive. Yeah. And Because mm -hmm. there's people who get brain tumors and they're not here. Yeah. So. I definitely, it was like a whole process. Like I still have a metal plate on the back of my skull, like all these crazy things, you know? Yeah. And But it's just like, now it's just like a, a war story, but it definitely, I didn't tell people about it for a long time. And then now I've been able, I put, I posted it in my Instagram bio and I was yeah. able to like really like inspire a lot of people. People reach out to me all the time about they have tumors. Um, I even had like Drew Holiday a few years ago. He, mm -hmm. He saw, like, I guess in my IG bio, and I was filming him and his brother for the day, and they were like, can you talk to, you know, his wife, Lauren, had a brain tumor, and it wasn't, like, public news. Yeah. Okay. And they were like, yeah, and they were like, can you talk to her, because you're the only person that, like, you could really mm -hmm. relate. So I talked to her about it, and we ended up having, like, the same kind of tumor, except she was pregnant, and she was, like, going deaf and blind on one side. Oh, wow. and, and so, but I was able to talk to her and it's just crazy thinking like I was a college student going through this and now I'm helping like mm -hmm. all kinds of people. And, you know, she ended up getting through it and stuff, but like, it's just wild how that one situation has yeah. like altered my yeah. whole life. It shapes your whole life. Yeah. That'll give you a lot of perspective on yeah. everything. So I don't take anything for granted. I, people look at me, they're like, why are you so excited to come to a game? Like you're always at games. Like, I'm just happy I'm alive and I get to do this, like, yeah. honestly, so... That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm always, I'm always the one that always makes it, you know, trying to make light of a, a serious conversation. So, um, when you, so you, so you was hooping in high school. So you had, and you had this. Did yeah. you ever talk trash? Like looking back, like yeah, I was giving y'all buckets <laughs> with this. Shit. Like I was giving oh y'all buckets. I just right. want to. I always make it like hard. So I was wondering, like, what, like, what, were you, did you ever talk trash about it? Like, yeah, I mean, this now is I'm the going light, to. the lighthearted pocket. Yeah, the lighthearted yeah. pocket. No, not not. You know, obviously, not making fun of the situation, <laughs> no, but just making light sure. of the situation. I've definitely. I now I'm gonna talk smack now that you brought it up. Something to talk trash about. I mean, <laughs> I can't. That's Jordan so funny that your mind went. Like that's something you talk you talk trash about. I mean, that's something I always talk trash about. If I was hurt, I would be like, yeah, I gave you a bucket for like one ankle or something. You might have an ankle sprain. So I mean, right for sure. I was always wondering. I mean, yeah. obviously, make light of a, a serious situation, but um, but no, no, that's I think, amazing. I think that's. I didn't really mean cool. to take it too dark no. or anything. No, 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 no that's, like, that's part of your story. You know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's you know, obviously, everyone always has um, certain moments and certain you know elements in their life that makes them who they are, and I think that kind of really shaped who you are and kind of where you're going and and why you know all, all the time when you walk in, you always you know you're always like a light in a room. You know, I think that every time. You know, we've hung out or, you know, you've been somewhere, you're all, like you said, you're always happy, you're always smiling. And I think that just so talks so much about who you are and your character and obviously, you know, what you've been through to always, you know, have that perspective is cool because some people could be like, oh, why me? And feel sorry for themselves like, and, right. and do the other, do like everything remorse, opposite. Yeah, yeah and, and just kind of, you know, take it as a negative and the way you took it as a positive and just strived after that, it just shows how much, 
um, of a person you are. And so I think that's, you know, something dope. And it's why, you know, I think why you are where you are now. Um, yeah, your work ethic is crazy. Like, I, I feel like you're, I would love to understand like what a day in the life of, I, I know there's no Tigwell days, but I feel like <laughs> you're going from shoot to shoot and then you're editing until like, what, what do you, how do you spend your days? Yeah. So just to give you an example, this past week, I didn't really have anything planned. And I was like, I'm going to go to Santa Barbara and just like relax. Mm -hmm. But I brought my camera because of just in case. And I ended up shooting every single day, like workouts (laughs) and like I went to the zoo. So it's like I notice even when I want to take a break, like I find myself coming back to take pictures. So it's like it's not even work for me. Like it Mm -hmm. is work, but I enjoy it so much that I do it on my free time. So. Um, and then, yeah, like, like for example, so I was in Santa Barbara, drove two and a half hours to Orange County to shoot a high school tournament, then drove an hour north to shoot a birthday party, then drove an hour home. And that was just one day. <laughs> when you're trying to have vacation. Yeah, but like, that's like a typical day. It could be, and then editing, you know, yeah. so I don't really have a schedule, but I definitely like overwork myself. But I also, it's like social too. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. the people I work with. That's funny. I mean, before we started filming, before we started talking about this, you were saying like, yeah, I got in at like, I was like five, I forgot what you said, but you were like, yeah, I I went to sleep at 5 a.m., then woke up at 10, then, you know, shot photos for, you know, the camp or the tournament, whatever you were doing today, and then come back and people are already texting you like, yo, with the photos ready. I mean, obviously (laughs) for high school kids, obviously now Instagram is way more important than what um, it was when we were in high school, but it's like, man, you got... You know, it's that's just like it's crazy. Yeah. You know, your, your yeah. scheduling, and I think it's it's dope. Just like I said, it shows who you are. Just because your work ethic, you know, speaks so much for itself. And you know, you have guys like you know from high school to NBA guys like me texting you, yo, yo Cassie, you got the photo. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. many times I tell you like, when right. I saw you at my games. I'm like, yo Cassie, can I get some photos? <laughs> you know, like, I want some good photos. Yeah, yeah. My my phone definitely blows up all the time. That's the number one question. The picture's yeah. ready yet? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but it's cool. I don't mind it. Like I'd rather people ask that than be like, oh, I don't want your pictures. Yeah. Like they're trash. Yeah, then was, that'd be bad. She was up until 5 a.m. editing. We we're up until 3 a.m. eating ramen. Yeah, <laughs> how's that make you? Yeah. Yeah, no, it shows you where, like, you know, yeah. whose work ethic is where. Yeah. Not that we, I don't want to say we have a bad work ethic, no, but no, nah, we. You're on vacation. Like ramen. Yeah, we, yeah, we just like ramen at <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. That's about it. But um, so I really want to know. So one of like the photos that kind of really helped you pop was the Russell Westbrook one. And we talked about that a little bit before. And obviously, you know, we all see Russell as, you know, the competitive, the, I don't want, I don't want to say wild, but he's competitive. He, and, sure, and, yeah. and he, he's intense and all that. So, I mean, I know that's something that kind of helped you pop. Talk about that. Talk about being able to like, I, right, Russ, can you just stay, yeah. like stand still? <laughs> Cause he doesn't stand still. Like you got him to actually stand still and pose. Right. Yeah. He's Someone not a big pose fan for a photo. Of the media yeah. Yeah. You, and he you, made you, him look you, like a nice guy too. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you see the photos like next, qu- you know, the videos are like next question and all that, but you were able to, you know, have him sit down and pose for a photo. Like I, yeah. I've, I've, I've been, you know, you know, following Russ before I got in the league, and obviously right. now it's like you don't see photos nah. like that. Now you see him like you got the walk-in photos, the game, yeah. the ones playing. That's about but you it. don't just see like yeah, a light. You don't see just him lifestyle. Yeah, that, that he's looking at the camera. You yeah. don't see it. So talk about that and talk about just like how funny that was <laughs> and how like that experience was. I think that that's like a perfect definition of like what my relationships have built with players are because it's like that photo is based off of a relationship and my reputation he's from la so i've been around him quite a bit um i'm cool with like his people but i definitely 
I don't know. Sometimes I just like you gotta ask, like not to sound cliche, but you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And yeah, I was kind of like, sure. he showed up to a tournament. He had just won like MVP, mm-hmm. and and like everybody was trying to like get near him and take pictures. And I was just like, hey, like can I take this photo of you real quick? And he was kind of like, uh, like because it's you, I'll do it, but like do it real quick. And and I just literally had like not even thirty seconds to take that mm-hmm. photo and. I wasn't really thinking too much of it because Russ has never been rude to me or mean mm-hmm. to me. I know he's not like a big fan of media, but I think I'm a little deeper than just like a media yep. person. But I don't know. He let me capture it. And then like so many people reacted like, wow, like I can't believe you got uh-huh. that photo. So it means more to me now because I didn't really think about it at the time. But, you know, it's just like that just shows like what I could bring out of people. And they mm-hmm. trust me that I'm not going to make them look crazy or you know, and that also comes with like me being very like honest and trustworthy and like reliable with players. Yeah. So I don't know, like some pictures like that, I can't even believe I get yeah. it. But it's just like you got to do it. Did so. you take a lot? Because obviously, you know, when I, I don't want to say when I post a photo, but like if I'm doing something like I'm at an event or something and someone takes photos, like a lot of time it's like rapid fire photos. So they have like a hundred photos and then they can yeah, like dial it down to like, oh, I think like these these 10 are really good. And then like right. I will pick three from these 10 that I picked. But it's like out of a hundred photos. So it's like you yeah. say you have 30 seconds. So it's like it was like you had you had to be on point because it's like I got one shot. thirty, Not even 30 seconds. I got one shot yeah. to just right you can't redo that like hey i messed up let's do it again that would have definitely been enough um so i'd never taken a portrait before that was my first one and your first oh wow yeah that's a great time (laughs) to experiment right it's all been like action shots and stuff i mean like i might have taken like off guard portraits but Mm -hmm. i never asked someone to like stare directly at my camera and like i was like so i maybe took like like 10 pictures of him one direction and turn the camera the other direction and i was like i'll just crop later if it's Mm -hmm. whatever so i maybe took like 20 30 pictures and i landed on like one or two that were the best ones but yeah i never just take one picture because if he would have (laughs) blinked it would have been done yeah everything that's like my rule i'll never take just one picture i always take at least two or three so yeah no that i think that's that's dope i mean that's that's just crazy that's just like yeah. everything just worked out perfect everything just kind of fell in alignment and oh, everybody right. wanted portraits after that yeah. then i'm shooting like chris paul and Dwayne wade and james harden like that summer i shot like like 60 players yeah. portraits were they all black and white i made them black and white which i'm not like a big fan of black yeah. and white pictures mm-hmm. but it just looks so much more intense and then now it's like people are like, oh, you got to make a book. Like, it's a whole thing. And you should I just make like never a coffee really table book or something. Yeah, that could be dope. When yeah, I have crazy. time <laughs> or I hire so an assistant. Enough, you got enough photos. <laughs> yeah. You see you everywhere. I mean, that. That's, if you knew how many photos I, I have. I know. Is it possible to even like estimate? I want to say like I probably, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I take like 300,000 photos a year, if not more. And I've been shooting since like 2008 or nine. So yeah. About a thousand I have a millions of wow. photos, and that's like when I narrow them down. So yeah, it's a little crazy. Do you just have boxes full of like drives at your at your? Yeah, I have like you know like a terabyte mm-hmm. is yeah. a thousand gigabytes. Yeah. I probably have like thirty terabytes full because I shoot Dang. video too. Yeah. So it's like, and then I have backups. And, yeah, it gets real wow. complicated yeah, after a while. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. I mean, I think the first time we we met, that was the first thing I I said to you when I, I'm not oh, sure yeah, who would I'm not sure whether it was you that introduced me or. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think where, it was, where, it was where, me at the celebrity he, game. At the celebrity game, yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm Cassie Athena, da, da. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's you? And I'm like, because <laughs> I, when me, I, obviously I didn't know who you were. I knew, 
I, th- I thought, yeah, I know your photos. And, you know the watermark. And like, yeah, at least you see the, I know the watermark, but like, you see like Getty or Jetty, whatever photos, like that's a the whole bunch of people, you know, posted there. So I'm just yeah. thinking like, oh, Cassie Athena is like <laughs> this big ass company that people just take photos for and send it and like, it's popping. Then you're like, yeah, I am Cassie Athena. I'm like, oh, that's you. Like you're a single person. Like I thought that was the funniest thing. Cause I'm just like, I see your photos, uh, obviously NBA photos, Bleacher Point, obviously, you know, as an athlete, you follow, as a basketball, you know, whatever athlete you are, you always follow other athletes of that field or the Bleacher Report Sports Center or whatever. So that's, I always see, especially in the summer that UCLA runs. So I saw your watermark in your photos, I've, I gotta say, at least a couple times a day. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, yo, whoever, <laughs> whoever Cassie Athena, like, whatever Who company are these that Cathy is. Cassie Athena people. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, wow, they're everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and like, it was, cra- it was just so crazy to me, like I said, because it was just like, Drew Lee, gyms at UCLA, you know, random high school. So I'm just like, yo, there can't be one person that does all this shit because it's way too much. So I think like, that's what I'm just saying. I'm like, yo, she really, she really be grinding. I like yeah. this. Yeah. I remember this, that was the first thing you said to me. Like, I thought this was a company. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I was just lost. one person. Yeah. Yeah. It is a company. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Like, this I think is, that's what I said. I was like, yeah. it is a company. It's yeah. just, I'm the only yeah. person that works there. Yeah. And one yeah. thing I, w- I want to touch on, you mentioned it when you're talking about the rust story is just that you, you wouldn't have gotten that photo if it weren't for like the relationships that you've built. So mm-hmm. it's crazy because you're balancing two skill sets. Cause like there's people who just take photos who are cool sitting on the baseline, snapping their pictures, going home and that's it. Yeah. But on the other hand, you're, you're building these relationships with guys and you're earning their trust. And we all know like the NBA is kind of a very, it's a very tight knit group and for it's, sure. it's hard to kind of, you know, you're, if, if you're, if you're not inside of it, you're, you're outside of it, mm-hmm. but you've like, you've built some incredible, incredible relationships. So I, I'd just love to know kind of like, your approach to just that side of of your business because mm-hmm. that's in my opinion what really separates you from every other photographer for sure yeah, it's no it the, definitely the com- is. people feel comfortable around you yeah and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cameras even now like a lot of photographers yeah. out there so just like when i started oh yeah we might need a refill yeah, y'all need a refill but yeah y'all y'all taking it down boy <laughs> faster than you guys i'm i got more than you I think Maddie's over here. How do you say cheers in Serbian again? Živeli. Živeli. Yeah, yeah. I got. I got to keep up, y'all. Y'all. Ooh, I'm supposed <laughs> to be the wine drinker too, y'all. Y'all. Right. Uh, yeah. I just, keep up. Like I said, it's right. lighthearted. I guess. Sheesh. As you were saying. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, uh. Yeah. I just noticed. Like, I grew up around a lot of artists. I went to school with a lot of artists, and a lot of them are just very cool with like staying behind the camera or just you know being like in the background. And I just always like to talk and interact with people, but I'm also creative. So I definitely like developed a lot of both sides of that. So when I started getting around players, it was just, it kind of came natural because I was shooting during the lockout and that was the time when there was no like set events. So the only way I could find out about more stuff is if somebody invited me. So I would just make friends with everyone because it's my personality. And then I'm also capturing moments and like, especially during the lockout, you know, outside of the Drew, there was also a lot of workouts and and flag football games mm-hmm. and parties. And Brandon Jennings was like a huge person that was like the first player that was like, "Hey, you're cool. Like, you want to come shoot this Yo, block his, party?" His lockout mixtape. That was crazy. Still one of the best mixtapes I've ever seen. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I mean, he was like yeah. at the top of the world at that time, and he was like the first player that was like, "Come to my block party," or "Come to my kid's birthday," or "Come to this." And then other players started looking at him like he's a pretty closed off person, and if like he's cool with her, then maybe I'll be cool with her. And so I started branching off into like the LA players and 
after that, like it kind of just trickled on. And now it's like word of mouth. Like I've gotten to the point where I'm cool with like players I've never even met, but they just know me from mm -hmm. like my watermark or my mm -hmm. reputation. And they're like, I'm just cool with you because I know like the other people are cool. And like you said, the NBA is so like closed off. And even if you have access to that inside world, you don't have a camera to like yeah. share it. Or if you do, it's like with one player. I could literally hit up, you know, hundreds of players and they'll be cool with me taking pictures. So it definitely took years. You think about it. That was 2011. This is 2019. So Crazy. it wasn't like an overnight. Yeah. A lot of people think I just popped up like in the last two years. And for some reason, everyone's cool with me. It's like... My life is already busy doing my own social media, photos, events, and also keeping relationships up. You know, I meet players in high school now and I and I maintain relationships all the way yeah. through college and MBA. People don't realize how important of a skill set that is. It's one thing to like make the yeah. relationship but mm -hmm. then to maintain it and like, yeah. you know, hit someone with a text every month or two. How are you? Just checking yeah. in. Like that's the hardest part because people lose touch very fast. Yeah. I've had players I'll say like, hey, what's up? And sometimes they'll be like, do you need something? And I'm like, no, I just <laughs> want to see how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And it like Same throws way. them off so much that they're like, oh, wow. Like, you know, and I'm like, that's sad that there's not enough of that. But wow. I really, I don't have any like ulterior motives at this point i know enough players that i don't need to like try to use anybody like i want to help build people yeah. because they've helped build me too you know and it's like a and i'm like the only i'm really the only person doing this but especially like the only female doing it yeah. and it's like all the players have like empowered me as a female photographer to do what i do and it like it inspires so many other people and I feel like it just is a testament to like how the players like really support like all this like movements that people have about supporting this and that like the players have already been doing it like this yeah. is just second nature yeah but look, <laughs> look you got my shirt on I didn't ask you to put it on or anything. Like, <laughs> so it's like really cool to see that no that's the, look, talk about being a woman in the industry like I said you know you know for for an athlete for me you know a lot of times why I take or what people take walking photos of me or people are on the baseline taking photos or people out you know whatever taking photos most of them are male honestly like yeah. just to be frank most of them are For male sure. so i mean kind of talk about you know how it is being you know a female in the industry and just kind of some of the challenges and you know some of the stuff that you kind of maneuver for sure. I feel like there was really no guidelines or role models really that I could look up to when I was doing it. So I was kind of just figuring it out. And um, I grew up around all boys. Like I have a bunch of like cousins and brothers and stuff. So I, I'm like used to dealing with guys. Like I, I don't feel like uncomfortable, but I just kept going and being around these people. And then when I really started meeting like guy photographers, a lot of them were like hating on me really hard like i've met some of my favorite photographers uh -huh. and they were just like you should give up now like you're not gonna make money that's crazy they threatened me and it, it got to the point where and i met even a few females that were the same way like i realized how competitive it was and that's when i kind of just decided like i'm just gonna build relationships with people that are cool and there's a few there's a few photographers that i met that were like really trying to like help me guide through it but it's really just like something that you have to experience. And that was kind of like a hard part for me is nobody, I would ask like, hey, what's this setting? And they're like, oh, I know you're friends with that player and you have access, so I'm not gonna help you with any settings, like figure yeah. it out. Because they were jealous of you know my relationship. Mm -hmm. and, and it was like really frustrating. And even to the point where I'm at now, like a lot of photographers really don't interact with me. Some are cool, but for the most part, it's like so competitive. And um, I feel like it just turns a lot of females off because it's already difficult. Like I'm out here, 
I'm out here dealing with just like the pressure of being the new photographer, yeah, which yeah. is like guy, girl, whoever. But then I'm also six feet tall and blonde and like I can't sneak around. Like yeah. I see a lot of guys that'll like be in the crowd with their, you know, $10,000 equipment. But I sit somewhere and it's like hurt. Like yeah. they, I get singled out a lot. I deal with a lot of stuff that like guys don't deal with. At the beginning, I had a lot of questions about like, why is she really hanging around these athletes? You know, that yeah. was like the biggest part of, you know, like, why is this, you know, girl here? Like, what does she really want? Nobody wants to just come take free pictures. Yeah. And There's a lot of, a lot of women like in the sports industry are in it for, for sometimes the wrong reasons, you know? Yeah, definitely. And that, I think that's just a lot of women around it, not necessarily like the women yeah. working in it, but like just the yeah. women that happen yeah. to like be attracted to that side of everything. Sure. And, and so you kind of get mixed in with that group of people. So it's like my whole like first like five years in the industry was like proving that I'm here for like the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. And like a couple people, like I said, a couple of players who believed in me and now everybody's like, okay, like everybody's cool with me now. But it was it, it was like an extra added stress that I feel like a lot of guys would never have to deal with. So, but it's also to my advantage. I don't want to say being, I think being a female has helped a lot too. Cause you know, they I could just be another girl at the club when we go out, but I'm taking pictures and capturing mm -hmm. moments. And it's just like a, it's just like a no stress pressure. Like, oh, that's Cassie. Like, she's not yeah, trying to like be extra and you know be on yeah. attention, whatever. She's just like here, so it helps me a lot, and I have no problem with it. But it's definitely a lot harder, I'd yeah. say. You know, talk about you talk about some of those challenges. But talk about the challenges of not always getting the credit. You know, like you mentioned it before. Like, so you'll take a photo and then you upload it to. Get, is it Getty? Is yeah, it Getty? Getty. So you upload it to Getty, and then someone will, could buy it from Getty, and then you, your watermark won't be on it anymore. True. And so it's just the photo. So it's like they're supposed so they, to give credit. <laughs> yeah. So then they but they, they can go and they can post it. Um, like me, I can take your photo and like, oh, if I don't want Cassie Athena watermark on it, I can just go to Getty mm -hmm. that you and you upload it on there, buy it from there, right? And then post it on my social media, post it on whatever, and right. uh, and you know don't give you credit. And so now it's like. Dang, obviously, like you said, it's not a job per se just because you love doing it, but it's like you don't get, sometimes you don't get the credit you deserve because you do the hard work, you do all this, you take the photo, you do everything you do, but then at the end of the day, when you're supposed to get, you know, some credit and some love, right. um, you don't do it. And like I said, it's, you know, especially now with how big Instagram is and how big social media is, that's really, you know, for someone like you, a photographer, that's a huge platform because yeah. that's where you show your body of work. So if you don't get the credit you that you should be getting it's always um a challenge so talk about that process and how that's you know you know obviously can be frustrating and just talk about how you have to kind of weather the storm of that right so i think the reason i first started my watermark was b back in the day like when it was just facebook and i was taking pictures of like cal state northridge players and i would i'm taking free pictures i'm driving to the games it's my own camera equipment like there's a lot of factors mm -hmm. that go into it and i was like the least i want is just credit yeah. so i made a watermark and then like the players would just crop it off it'd be in the corner <laughs> and i get so angry like i was so mad so i came up with a watermark and i put it next to their face and yeah, i was like good with the placement yeah, now. They can't, they're they're really can't good you got to really know photoshop yeah. to yeah. i wouldn't put it over their face but like right yeah. next well, to their not, face and the one the picture of lebron dunking in the kith it was like it was like right in. It was right, oh, right yeah. in front of him. Yeah. yeah, I don't play around with yeah. that. I'm, I'm not gonna and lie. I was I was one of those college guys. I didn't. I didn't. No, obviously, <laughs> not I was, in, to I was me, on the East yeah. Coast. Yeah, so I didn't cut out yours. But it was like, 
if there was something that was at the bottom, it's like, okay, I could kind of post this or like it was Getty <laughs> or something, but like I was able to find it somewhere else without the watermark. For without, sure. I'm like, oh, I'm posting this. Look, yeah. It looks a little bit better. It looks yeah, cleaner, yeah, but like, yeah. you know, that's, the, that's the hard part about it. Right. And it, I did it more so. I didn't like how it looked. I just did it more so because I wanted the credit for it. And so then like the players after a while were like, whatever. So then when I started going to shoot like NBA stuff, I continued using my watermark and now there's like Instagram. So now my stuff is like really circulating and going yeah. viral. And and it got to this point where people in the basketball world, like a lot of big players were posting my photos with the watermark and it started turning into this thing where it's like, you're actually legit if you get a picture with a Cassie yeah, and a watermark. Like a badge yeah. of honor. It used watermark yeah. used to be like yeah. How do I get this like it did. thing yeah, off my now picture? You're happy now to it's like, it. I was like, oh, you don't have Cassie? Cassie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, you got the watermark, you know? So it's crazy how it turned into I did it because of I was just getting frustrated to now it's turned into this thing where people like want that, especially yeah. in the basketball world. Like, oh, that's official. But in my head, like, did I went ever to Photoshop the, your watermark onto their pictures. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's people, really? they, they can't figure out what font it is because it's like a custom font. So they'll font. be like, oh, so I got a Cassie thing in picture. They use like a close one. They always tag like shout out to the shooter cassie and i'm like i didn't, I didn't, I didn't shoot like, you this picture is awesome. you ever it's like an iphone them? picture with a watermark did you ever just expose them i did a couple times like, but no nah, i ain't take this yeah or, like, or be like where's the watermark you know oh, that's crazy. but i don't do it anymore it's like it's <laughs> a like, compliment blowing up the spot. Compliment. Oh, right yeah, i'm like wait a second but so it started turning into like people wanted it but when i was going to school and i was studying like art all these artists back in the day who are painting, what makes it worth the most? Like if they don't sign it, it's not worth anything. So to me, I felt like almost it was a signature because for so long people only focus on who's in the photo and not who took the photo. And I feel like photographers don't get categorized as being artists. Like they're just kind of yeah. like capturing yeah. the real talent. And I didn't like that because I felt like it takes a lot of skill to be able to do what I do as well, mm -hmm. especially because my relationships are getting me in the door. So it's not yeah. just like a I bought a camera from the store and it's there. It's like a lot of stuff. So, um, so now, like when it got it, it, like bigger, yeah. Now I started working with Getty and a few stuff, and yeah, like there'll be pictures of mine that circulate without a watermark, and um, sometimes people will just Photoshop my watermark off, and it like frustrates me so bad because I just think of all the like extra work I put in, yeah. and it's not that much work to like give me credit. Uh, but for the most part, people would rather I've been paid. I get paid now to keep my watermark on photos. Like people will say, uh -huh. I'll send them pictures without it. They're like, no, no, where's the watermark? Yeah. Like, so <laughs> as, as frustrated as like I get sometimes, um, I I also know more people want the pictures, and also the people that I really want to work with know who took it. You know, so yeah. if somebody happened to find a picture and they didn't know like there was an original somewhere, whatever, they know I took it still. So. I try to like not let it get yeah. to me. The worst is, I'm sure you'll probably bring it up, is the meme. But. I was literally <laughs> just gonna be like, yo, can we, we can't, we can can't we talk, talk about, about the Nick Young meme. And talk about, not talk about the meme. For, for y'all that don't know, the the Nick Young uh, meme, yeah, ma like mad confused meme that's been out for I don't know how many years, been out, for, I feel like, for forever. Um, you, you, were, you were the one that, that captured that original content. So, like, yeah. first off, what were you doing like because it's, it's not yeah like like you said obviously that's a you know through a relationship and all that but it's not like like we was over at stables about to play a pickup game and you were there right. like you nah, you was, was a, at the crib like yeah, it was his mom like, right yeah yeah so talk about that just, just how that just happened and what it was and ex exactly right so 
because I told you I have crazy access to players, I kind of came up with this idea of like, maybe I should film a day in their life. Mm -hmm. And I knew how to do a little bit of video. And I was like, let me ask Nick. And Nick had just finished like playing with the Sixers. He was back home early. I was like, can I film a day in your life? I forgot he was on the Sixers. Yeah. This was before the Lakers. Yeah. He'd been everywhere. And, um, And he was like, yeah, you could film me. He planned out this whole day. So I met up with him. We did a bunch of stuff. And then at one point we went to like his mom's house. And like, if you think Nick Young is funny, his mom is 10 times funnier. Like seriously, she's was the- Big f- Meat there? Yes, Big Meat was there too. <laughs> Who is Big Meat? That's his that's assistant. His you know the, well, uh, that's like a weird nickname. <laughs> I I was like, <laughs> you said it's Big Meat there. I, I was like, I, I was like, what? That's his assistant's name. Okay, we'll go he's, with that. He's a big guy. So, so you had Nick Young, his mom, and Big Meat, and you. Yeah. yeah just, okay. Sounds really great when you say like yeah, that. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, so we were all there, and his mom was telling a story about how Nick had gone to a park, and some NBA player saw him play, and was like, oh, he'd be nice, but you know, he was a clown back then. And then Nick's face was just like, it was so quick. Like if you watch the original clip, you would have mm-hmm. never even noticed it. But I told you I was going to, I went to school and I did visual effects and motion graphics. Uh-huh. So I was like, it would be so funny to pause the video right here and add question marks. I don't know what came over yeah. me. And I was looking up tutorials, how to do it. And <laughs> it took me like three days to figure out how to like do it perfect. And everybody's like, why are you doing this? Like, this is weird. I'm like, I don't know, but I just have yeah, to just do it. Do like it. there's something inside of me. Stopped and been like, nah, yeah. this is too hard. I, I think yeah. all social media should thank you for that. Because I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't Seriously. know how many times I've seen just that in... Uh, I, yeah, you, you can't Everywhere. count. It's, like, it's like impossible to even track like the impressions because oh it just God. got yeah, like billions. expands. Yeah. yeah, everybody's posted it. So yeah, I uploaded it to YouTube. I shot it in 2013. I didn't finish editing it till 2014 because that's how long it took me to just like do it. Yeah, I posted it and within like four months. Some Twitter account like screenshotted just that one part uh-huh. and like wrote something funny and, and it, it just like... Up. I just remember seeing it. I'm like, wait a second. But see that meme, because it was a video, I had put the watermark in the bottom corner. Mm. It was like called Through the Lens. Yeah. So it was like in the bottom oh, corner. Yeah. Wow. So it didn't have like my name next mm. to his face like it okay. normally would because it's a video screenshot. So every time they would like cut off even the oh, Through the Lens. Man. And I'm like, no. So I like get no credit. Like if you Google it, you could like Nick Young confuse meme. Like it'll eventually, like you could find I started it. But yeah, I've definitely seen it. I mean, I can't even think about it anymore because it's so viral. I was in China watching the Warriors play the Timberwolves when Nick Young was on the Warriors and there's like fans outside wearing t-shirts. I'm like, where did you like? Where, it's like the Nick paid? Young meme. Like, Dang. I didn't get paid for that. Say, you didn't get no check for it. Damn. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time that got posted, I'd definitely be... We'd not be sitting here. We'd be in my mansion doing podcast. it with yeah. the podcast. Yeah. So yeah um but that's the internet but it also shows the power of the internet yeah. like i edited that in my house yeah. and billions mm-hmm. of people have seen it so that's perfect because i was really just going to ask about that so that's a great <laughs> segue i was going to ask just because obviously social media since you did that or you sense the logout is obviously you know was that 2011 just kind of exploded like obviously everything now is based on instagram mm-hmm. twitter um reddit uh Facebook, whatever, whatever, every social media. So talk about how social media in general helped boost, you know, just kind of your business and who you are. And, you know, it, it really made you, you know, a, you know, a huge name, but definitely in the NBA business, but also just in people in general, just the photography right. business. Like how did social media really shape, you know, how Cassie Athena just kind of expanded and blew up? Because, right. I mean, a lot of times you don't see photographers with, 
200,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? With the blue check. Yeah, with the blue check. Yeah, you got the, oh, yeah, you got to put the blue check in there. So, yeah. It's the well, wine talking. I, 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 yeah, I, I love I love it. I love how you do that in it. But, like, t- yeah, talk about that. And, you know, like, what, what did that do for Cassie Athena? I think it's everything. The internet has given all kinds of people a platform to be their own. Everything from music artists to video directors to athletes to whoever. So, I mean, before that, what would I have done to be around athletes? I'd have to work for a newspaper or a media outlet, and then I'm getting assigned to a job. I'm not allowed to talk to the athletes. Like, it would be very cut and dry, and that's, like, the only way that the media has been forever, you know? And then now the internet comes, and it's like, hey, you could do anything, and anybody can see it. And That's why we started this. Yeah, exactly. you know? yeah, you got and you that like all these podcasts and YouTubers and people have built full on careers just through social media. So I kind of just rode the wave at the right time. But I really feel like I was a part of, if not like one of the first to be a part of the movement on like Instagram and Twitter, social media that was like posting photography under my own media outlet. Mm-hmm. And I created my own outlet. It wasn't my intention. I was like, hey, let me just post pictures so I could share it because I didn't know how else to share it. And it just like started, you know, just taking off. And I think that it's so cool that I'm able to do that. And and now with social media, you could connect to your favorite athletes or entertainers yeah, yeah. so much easier. And, you know, like the whole world is way smaller with it. And and I think it's just cool. Like I wasn't like purposely trying to start my own media outlet, but that's what it's turned into. And nobody would hire me after the lockout. They're like, you're not a real photographer. You've never been like trained properly. So nobody would hire me. And I was like, cool, I'll just post it on my page to yeah. like my friends and then my friends just kept expanding to the point where now I have people that hit me from like all around the world, like, oh, I'm a fan and this and that. And so it's really cool. I think that it's given a platform. And if you use it the right way, like you could really expand your brand more than ever before. Yeah. So Con- continuing on, on social media, um, it seems like a kind of a trend in your career has been, you don't just like wait for someone to get massive and then start taking pictures of them. Like you build the relationships early before they are who they are. Like, for you sure. know, if you look at the guys who were in the 2011 lockout, it's like the current NBA all-stars. And, and I also know, I noticed that you build a lot of relationships with a lot of high school guys. And we were talking earlier, but, um, the one thing that's, it, it's just amazing how big high school basketball has gotten the highlights. And, you know, these kids are entering college with 500,000, 750,000 followers. Um, and so for them, obviously they can't really monetize their name, but like for them, content is everything because they're able yeah. to grow their brand. So um, right. talk about like your relationship as it pertains to kind of high school basketball and um, how you're able to, you know, provide them with content. It's, it just seems like it's, it's be- the need is becoming huge. Right. I, well, so my first um, experience with high school basketball was 2013. I got hired to go <laughs> hired. I was like flown out and was not paid to go take pictures <laughs> <laughs> of um, Elite 24. And like that class that year, it was like um, Stanley Johnson, Kelly Oubre, Devin Booker. Was that our class? Did right? you said 2013? The 2013. No, it was the 2014 high school, but the game I shot was in 2013, yeah. But it was the class of 2014. I was up. I was there anyway. So you were in the Elite 89 game, weren't you? Nah, I wasn't even in the Elite. I was like Elite like 91. Elite 91. Yeah. If they had a game for that one, I would have. I would have been. I would have been there. I would have been the last one there, but I would have got them. He would have made it. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about high school basketball, and at this time Instagram was still new and. I remember like the Under Armour people were like, yeah, you could just come and like just do your thing. And I asked all the high school boys, I was like, hey, can I get everyone's email addresses so I can send you pictures? And they were like, 
why like <laughs> and i was just like i just want to send you pictures and they're like okay like they were so yeah. confused about like why i was gonna send them professional photos for instagram and and so like some of them didn't even have instagram and i definitely had more followers than all of them emails. <laughs> yeah. Not even gonna lie. yeah it was fax it to them yeah it was so i ended up sending them pictures and they posted it and it was just like a foreign concept and then like those dudes are on the nba now and they all kind of get it but like this new generation it's just like they expect full-on yeah, like yeah. high quality 4k videos and like hd pictures <laughs> yeah it's like i'm not even home from the tournament yeah. and they're like where's my photos at you know like <laughs> but it's also really cool because the players now they they understand their brand from a whole different perspective like guys in the nba right now that are a little older some of them get it but for the most part you'll see a lot of players aren't really into like social media and posting yeah. their whole yeah. life and then there's like an eighth grader like mikey williams who's almost at a million followers on his own because he just knows how to market he knows how to talk yeah. like he gets it at such a young age so i'm really interested to see like how these players will be in the nba because they're just like they're already like 10 steps ahead of like what people used to be because of social media and you know and even look at someone like lebron and d wade and like these guys have they're bigger than basketball, like literally, like they have like production companies and they have like outlets and that would have more never than, been more possible. Than yeah. More than yeah. <laughs> and it would have never been possible like without social media. So I think it's cool seeing it, but, and now I go to high school games and I used to be the only camera or one of three cameras. And now it's literally like, you can't even stand on the sidelines at AAU games because there's so many people trying yeah. to like shoot the, yeah mellow ball and when zion was in mm -hmm. high school like all these guys like it's they're bigger than a lot of nba players yeah 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 i'm not gonna lie they got more followers than me <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey man it is what it is right um but talk about what kind of moving forward just kind of what you where do you see yourself and where do you see your business um going where do you want it to be and just kind of talk about like the future for photography and just future for you really in general right. well to be honest i never thought i'd be where i'm at now so it's sometimes like when people ask that question i don't really know because mm -hmm. i kind of i did create my own job position to be here now so um i mean i just kind of follow like wherever god takes me and like whatever my passion leads me to but i really just know i love working with athletes and building brands and I think I'd want to get more into like doing more video content like mm -hmm. how I was doing with my through the lens stuff and really sharing players stories because a lot of players have so many cool stories but people don't have that kind of access that I could yeah. like really get in there you could just open up and be real yeah. with me you know sometimes when you have too many cameras in your face and it's like for a paid gig you're only going to open yeah, up so close, much yeah so I feel like I want to be able to share more stories. So I think that's kind of what I've been working on. Like on top of still taking pictures and I got the watermark shirts now and just all that stuff. Like I, still need, I like, just I really like the watermark chains. Oh I'm yeah. Not, yeah that's I'm that's a one of one for now. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody else wants to buy one, we could work out a deal. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just really love like just kind of taking it day by day. I try not to plan it. Yesterday I was planning on editing photos today and now I'm doing a podcast with, maddie and josh so i'm like you know like yeah. that's how my life works i yeah. don't know what's gonna happen and yeah i'm just kind of down for what what comes next yeah. what do uh what do summers and and off season mean for you and, and your brand i know it's the demand for lifestyle content is yeah. obviously through the roof yeah especially now 
it's like so I that's how I started you know doing the off season and because nobody would hire me during the season it's just like I always look forward to the summer because players are a little more like on their own schedule and uh-huh. I have more freedom and like to this day I still don't work for the NBA I don't work for any media outlet so um as even though I try to shoot some stuff during the season or I'll sneak around like some Laker games and get some shots here and there, the summertime is really like I could do all kinds of stuff. You know, I'm flying to Serbia to shoot players. I'm going to Miami, going here, there. And I get to just experience a little bit of everybody's world, which I think is really fun too. Cause players are, I hate when people just try to categorize athletes as being like all the same yeah. and they're not like everyone's so unique and individual. So I love the summer and I love sharing every moment possible and I definitely busy. I, my sleep schedule is definitely non-existent in the <laughs> <Yeah>. summer, <laughs> but it's fun. Like I would not trade it in for anything. So it's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's definitely dope. Lighthearted ten. Yeah, let's do it. So this is this is something. I'm nervous. No, no, nah, nah, you're good. This <laughs> is, it's not that crazy. No, no, no. This is something that I we know, do. I know, but like just thinking about. We just like to have some continuity. Yeah, no, just have some have some fun with obviously yeah. lighthearted conversation. Is it like rapid fire questions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can take time with it. Think about it a little yeah. if you need. But so lighthearted ten. This is something that we do at the end of every episode. We just got ten ten of the same questions, mm-hmm. and you know you can answer it how you want and uh, you know start us off all yeah. right so what's your biggest pet peeve when people chew with their mouth open oh i'm right there with you i hate i hate people That's i hate like, the sound uh, of people chewing oh yeah. my god what's your biggest fear uh losing, like, losing, like real deep or like spiders go, go. Spire, <laughs> i'm hey, scared of spiders losing the blue check yeah, Ooh, that sucks that too, but no. No, I just. <laughs> no. The blue that's check's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Some people would say that for real. No. no, no I would be fact. more afraid of losing my actual relationships with people. Of course. That would be my that's biggest fear is jeopardizing my friendships. That's good one. All right, so what's your favorite cartoon growing up? What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Mm, that's hard. I like all the Disney princess movies, the animations. So, like The Little Mermaid. Oh, man. Okay. I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people say SpongeBob. Yeah. I guess that's just, I'm just yeah. biased because maybe that's mine. Mine's a little older. It's like Hey Arnold and Rugrats. And, oh, we have the best cartoon. I'm a big Hey Arnold guy. Okay. Are you a 90s baby? Where? Something like that. We're not going to talk about my age. We're going to date her, bro. She's just... Yeah, we'll just go. We're all millennials. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with that. We'll see Um, the millennial Childhood celebrity crush. Okay, so this one I can't say because I know him now. So I'm like... (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's it's childhood, so it's, it's, it's not as bad. Let's see. Or pick, um, or just pick number two. Okay, well, maybe we could go like real far back, but I can't remember his name. So then we can't go real far back. So when I was in high school, the whole reason I started watching the NBA is I love Sasha Vujicic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wish I knew that before. Just because. Oh, you missed he, the conversation. No, I told he had him. his own. Yeah, we would have been drinking Alexander. Yeah, we could have had his own. We could have. Oh, how man. do you say it in Ser- How do you pronounce it in, like, like with a Serbian accent? Sasha Vujicic. No, no, the, the winery. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think it's called like Alexander. I don't know. I don't uh, remember yeah. the whole no, name of the wine. That's what I was looking for. I, I would have said Alexander. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His so. name is Alexander Vujicic. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, so we'll take that as a celebrity crush. Yeah. So what's your, what, if you could, what superpower would you want? Probably to transport. I don't like flying. Okay. You could really benefit from transporting. Yeah, yeah, like, should be popping. I'll be there in 30 seconds. It like, <laughs> feels like you transport, though. It really with does. How, it does. How you're everywhere. But those plane flights. Um, <laughs> if you could switch lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? 
Dang, I don't know. I don't want to switch to anybody. You love your life. Uh, yeah, Honestly, love your I life. like. It's a good answer. So there's no like Freaky Friday, like Cassie Athena, like ah, oh, like this. Mm, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe something like Crazy Billionaire, just to okay. like do some fun stuff I'll for the that. day. But cool. No one specific. Maybe Oprah or something. <laughs> All right. So, what profession other than yours would you want to attempt? Uh, I probably, if I didn't do photography, I'd probably try to do something with like animation or tv production stuff okay 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 um who would play you in the cassie athena movie someone just asked me this like last week and i had no answer i don't know (laughs) i'm like there's i'm not good with like actresses like that who do you think um exactly see let me think i'm think, I'm trying to think i don't want to just be like who's white and blonde pretty much uh, though like margot robbie that, that, that was that was my that's my celebrity crush. So yeah, that, we'll that's, take her. It should be cool. Yeah, so we'll go with Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we'll go with Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie for sure. She has uh, an accent. Or no, she can she can remove the accent. She did the she <laughs> did she did the um the New York accent in Wolf of Wall Street, right? All I know, I, all I know is I love her. That's all, right. all I know. <laughs> So we're gonna, gonna have go. to ask josh all these questions too yeah, this hey, is getting know, juicy right? <laughs> <laughs> he's answering them all for you yeah, I, know. <laughs> all right. um, I think it's, i think it's me so what is the title of the current chapter of your life i know that's the, that's what is is i feel like that's gonna be the fun the, yeah. like the big one because everything before that is like kind of like lighthearted. i guess i keep saying lighthearted, but so what's but the name of the chapter like, right now yeah, yeah what would be the name of the, what would be the title of the chapter of this chapter of your life to be continued because it's always Ooh, I like that. it's not okay. no, i like that <laughs> and then the last question and I'm, I'm not gonna let you bail out of this one you have to give a legitimate answer oh my gosh if it's not crazy if heaven exists what do you want to hear god say when you arrive uh welcome inside <laughs> <I guess. laughs> exactly what you said. That's what I said welcome uh, yeah, like, with a couple uh, with a couple expletives so i can't in. say that yeah <laughs> like, uh, i'm with that right, that's a good I'm answer so uh, Cass, thank you for for coming on the Lighthearted Podcast. We uh, enjoyed the the conversation. Yeah, we enjoyed sure. getting to know you. We enjoyed some good wine, and um, I think we're all excited to see where you know your life goes and where your profession goes, and just kind of seeing you grow as a person, also, but also as um, I what is I guess a business. Yeah. So yeah. thank you and. You know, we're all going to be, you know, watch it out for you. No, thanks. I feel honored to be a part of this and that we've all linked up. And I love seeing other people like follow their passion, whether it's you're doing gaming and podcasting and all the management stuff. Like I love seeing people just really explore like their endless possibilities. So thanks for letting me come here and encourage me to keep going. So. Yeah, perfect. This is the Lighthearted Podcast. Yeah.